Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Episode of Scatter Chat. I'm your boy Jess Ray. Hey, and this is Will93, and we like to thank everyone for hanging out, coming on, um, supporting us through our times here uh, with Scatter Chatter. And if you have any comments, concerns, um, any statements that you want to um, um, share with us, please do so on the link below. Definitely want to interact with you, um, wonderful people out there. And with that, let's get it started. Or in some in some mindsets, let's continue to push the envelope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things we were talking about um, before show, and um, one of the one of the purposes I was thinking of this show was the resistance that some people are having towards the social injustices that are going on. These are people who may be as fed up with the protesters, um, fed up with maybe the message that's being sent out by the protesters, and may like things kind of like where they are in society now. And um, I thought that was worth sharing um, some comments and concerns about. And okay. Yeah, and and that was my vibe for the for the show today. Um, of course, this this senseless killing of George Floyd has sent shockwaves worldwide, not just in the nation, but worldwide. And there has been this call and this demand for social justice reforms, um, for how the courts and the district attorneys who operate within the system, we want them to kind of change to show a sense of balance. I don't know if I don't know if it could be called equality, but maybe a sense of balance of how blacks are treated versus whites or maybe Asians or Hispanics, um, Native Americans. There should be a sense of balance, but we haven't seen it, or we haven't seen it in the social media arena. And that was one of my, uh, my motivations, my muse, of sorts, to get our show started, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, when I talk about an example to the resistance to social injustices, I'm I'm reminded of um, 
an elderly white woman who spat on a protester. And she was she was arrested and brought up on charges for that. Um or um the gentleman in Seattle who decides I'm gonna drive my car to a crowd of protesters and then I'm gonna shoot one. Maybe the message is too strong for them. And of course I have the cyclist because I'm always out there riding my bike. Um the cyclist who assaulted two people who were hanging Black Lives Matter paraphernalia on um on poles. And he actually assaulted them and tried to grab the literature from them. When I've just labeled just these three, and I'm pretty sure there are others, I'm kind of reminded of how things used to be and how people felt about how things used to be, right? Um, Kind of alarming to me. Some people would say, you know what, what's right is right is right, and it should be handled correctly. But I don't see that being widespread in these wonderful United States. So I pose the question. What do we do when we're confronted with people who don't like the change that's coming about? How do you how do you interact or negotiate with with someone who may not want to negotiate from the very beginning? I you know, uh I don't I don't think there is room for negotiation. You just have to just Make it happen, and then they'll adapt. It's kind of like the internet. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't like the internet. Or let's take it even back to like being Neanderthals. Like I'm pretty sure there were some cavemen that were against fire. They thought it was demon magic or something. And you know they're like, no, let's not do that. And then eventually, when they saw fire was good because it made meals and it kept you warm at night, then more people started to adapt to it. Right. That's uh huh? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Actually, Ray, I love that. That's a that's a wonderful analogy. It's uh when, it's kind of based upon the, some of the teachers of uh, Malcolm Gladwell on his book, uh, The Tipping Point, where you have the early mm. adopters and the and the late uh late acceptors. So the early adopters okay. are like shit, I need to create something to keep me warm and shit. Let me use Make this fire, get this cracking. You know what I'm saying? Keep it warm at night. You know, I can have a hot day. Fire was the shit back mm-hmm. then. Like, you hunt. And if you made fire, mm-hmm. like, you were the man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, you were the caveman. Like, people just like, you were the yeah. caveman. And then, and then the people that didn't like fire, they're like, I ain't doing that. He he on some other shit. I ain't fucking with him. But then when they started seeing he was tracking all the girls, like, yeah, I need to get with this fire business and see what's cracking. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so let me see how many twigs yeah, I got laying around in the yard. Yeah, let me see if I can get it, get it cracking with these twigs and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that. You're you're always going to have it's the older folks. I hate to say it, or the people that are used to their ways, not used to change. And life, like as we know, life is always about change. Uh, 
there's going to be people that are just going to be against it, and you just have to, like, go with it. <clears throat> it's just like if they, if those people's kids went off to college, you think they wouldn't be flipping out or something? They'd be like, oh, hell no, you're not going to go get that learning on and reading a book? What is that thing with pages and words in it and black ink? We don't do black ink on this side of town. We don't do black ink on this side of town. I think there's been some role reversals to my wonderful people. I'm normally the jokester out of our duo. <laughs> but I think we've cherried the places right now. Um, one of the things I, okay, one option that I could throw out is people who have power are not quite reluctant to give up power. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a we had a civil war, a war within the state. <clears throat> um, some people here in Tennessee would have called it the war of northern aggression. Yeah, I had some folks who told me that the war of northern aggression was what it was called. <clears> hmm. <throat> There was a belief system, and it was written in Constitution that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. However, they never looked at black people that same way. It was never, it was never seen by black people to be a part of that equation. Mm-hmm. Now. Some people can say, oh, well, you're just, you're being an angry black man. I could see, I could see people saying that. My response is, am I entitled to be angry? Am I, am I entitled to be as angry as any other race of people who are walking the land? When I'm angry, when I'm angry, um, but as I'm as I'm talking about this, and I want to um, look at the topic, resistance to social injustice. Now, Ray, you would suggest that okay, they just get over it. But what happens when they start to lash out? Because those three examples are examples of people who may not like the change, or like the narrative of change, or like how the communication of change is coming about, and they're saying, you know what? I'm going to drive my car through this crowd of people. I'm going to stop my daily exercise regimen and attack someone who's trying to spread the message. Or better yet, I'm going to just, you know what? I think I have a right to spit on another human being in protest to that. They're not going to roll over, right? Yeah. That's and and that's where I'm and, and I'm worried about that. And on top of that, I'm worried about the reaction. Just imagine, just imagine the the disdain that I would have to have for a person to spit on them. And then look and imagine what the reaction would be. Uh huh. 
to all of my listeners out there, I want you to think about that for a second. And then I want to think, I want you to think what your reaction would be. That's huge. That's a huge, that's a huge moment, right? And, and so that's where I'm concerned. Um, I'm always big on trying to push the envelope a little bit forward. I mean, let's go back 100 years. 100 years ago, we were still living in a segregated Jim Crow society. Mm -hmm. Let's go back 200 years. We had slavery. So, I mean, and it would be weird, like, okay, change can only happen every 100 years. Okay, that will is just really, really squeaky. But I don't know, my brother. Um, I'm kind of concerned on how I would handle being spat on. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know you might have to like put them hands to work, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you might have to forget age. No, be like, oh hell no! What the fuck? <laughs> Excuse my friends, no. but I think that, I think that's just what it comes down to. I mean, and keep in mind, we still we're still in a pandemic. Right. The cooties is still out there, right? What if that woman had the cooties? Yeah, some people some people forgot. The package is still around. The package is still out there, man. Yeah. I, and by the way, I uh, while we're speaking of Jim Crow, there's a great book that uh, one of my friends, a litigator, referred me to. Uh, Worse than slavery, uh, Parchment Farm and the Ordeal of Jim Crow Justice. It's a great read. She said to read it and tell you about what's going on nowadays, and it's actually a sad read. It's called Worse Than Slavery. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested. I think it's David. I, I think the author is David something. Please don't let me destroy that that person's last name. But I read you? that book. Okay. It's intense. It's intense. Um, gosh, I think the guy was Polish, my brother. Um, David something. Um, I wish I had that. You, you surprised me on that one. Good read, though. Okay, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I would second that. Um, but this is a very intense time. Feelings are are out there, man. Emotions are rising high. Can you imagine? Just mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm out there on a protest line. I'm I'm speaking uh, against social injustices. I have my sign out. I might have my kids out with me. It's hot. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's people. There are they are posting stuff all over social media, right? So let's give a consideration to this. Like there was a video that actually demonstrated 
how China protested. And I don't think we're taking a full on full on lessons on how they're protesting and how they were able to be organized. Like we're not we're not very organized in what we're doing. Like people are just randomly taking their kids outside, knowing that there's COVID and shit. And people are just randomly outside, no mask. Like you gotta be organized on how you do things so people aren't like injured and you know, you're watching your backs and, you know, people get to go home safely. Instead, you know, people are like treating it like it's a party central and you can't you can't really do things like that. And I hate to be the one to say that. You know, I want people to like go out there and demonstrate and exercise their freedom of speech stuff. But at the same time you gotta watch your six too because you know, not everybody has your same interests at heart. Yeah. Okay. And and the Chinese had a little bit of, you know, time to work about it. Um keeping in mind, uh, what is it, about thirty one years ago they had in Tiananmen Square where the government said, You know what? I don't care about your rights. I don't care about what you're feeling right now. Uh, open fire. And they ain't fired upon the crowd. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess, you know, if if I had to take uh if I had to take the lead from someone, yeah. Yeah, that's a dark time in Chinese history, man. Um I don't even think they teach that in the history books there. Um but I will side with what you're speaking on, having a game plan towards protest. Like Share, share your three-point or five-point or ten-point, how many points you have of what you're trying to achieve. At least that way, if if I'm out on watching CNN or someone's watching Fox or Newsy or NPR, they can say, okay, well, this group is seeking these things, and then let it come back to legislation to say, all right, I see your point. Let's talk about that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. And it's not harsh. You know, I think a sit-down conversation and say, okay, Ray, if we agree to disagree, I could give you my three points. And then you Mm -hmm. may have something and say, okay, here are my three points. And all right, well, can we take each other's points and kind of morph them into at least three or four points that we could use moving forward? I think mm-hmm. so. It makes right. sense to me. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. But as I look to that, again, we have some people out there that are not necessarily wanting to change. Right. Um, we're, not even, we're not even at the negotiation table. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, if you're going to ignore how I feel, I am going to do something physical to you. Like the guy who was out in um, L.A. with a bow and arrow, bro. What was up with that? What was going on uh, in your a, mind? He was, a, he was a super Game of Thrones fan. That's that's what I'm hearing. I, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Game of Thrones. He must have had to – I didn't see the Game of Thrones T-shirt on him. But I believe you may have something onto that. What but do we the do thing, with that, the thing that I'm that I was just I would say is just I'm wondering if somebody like see him like coming. You can't just be having a 
crossbow or bow and arrow just out in public. Like, it's not the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah. he was he was standing by his car. I want to give okay. him some help on that, some clarity. He was like, let me get out of my car right here, and I have my bow and arrow. I'm about to get, yeah, I'm about to get my game of thrones on right now. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was like the proverbial bringing a gun to an, I mean, bringing a knife to a gunfight. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay. Now, there's another piece of that. And I don't I I recall myself sending out messages to about maybe about thirty five friends. And most of those thirty five, Ray, believe it or not, shared your sentiment like we just gonna roll right past them. I'm like the, how? Coach, the the demonstration or what? No, I'm talking about their feelings towards people who have a resistance to the social injustices and think yeah. that the status I mean, quo is okay. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like uh, what was that? I forget what movie that was. Uh, State property, Benny Benny Single. He was like, you know, lay down or get down. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, it's going. Yeah. I mean, if enough people are behind it, it's going to happen anyway. It's just, it's kind of like the same situation with the voting thing. Like everyone's like, get out there and vote, but, you know, a mass majority of people are just like, even if I vote, like, what's the difference, right? To some degree, some people yeah. are like that. So, same thing with the people I that are it. like, you know, resisting things. It's just like, you know, either way, like. You know, you can fight it all you want, like. But what were you doing before that? You probably weren't doing nothing anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like the people sense. that like sit back and watch. Those are probably the people that sat back and watched, and then all of a sudden they're just like, "Oh, at the last minute, oh man, what's going on?" Yeah, and then they just go back to who they were. They just get excited, you know. That's kind of like how emotions are. People react, and then they go back to normal. Um, do you think with the protests and the unrest is going on now, do you see things kind of falling back to, I don't know, old school normalcy? Or do you see the envelope being pushed a little further this time? Well, I, me personally, like I'm seeing like, I don't know. I'm not out there, right? But I do see what's going on as far as, like, they're talking about police reform and changing the policies in different uh, departments across the nation, you know? Mm, so now, But now it's all – it's kind of just up to us now, like, as far as, like, uh, education, as far as, like, who's in the office. Like, like, like even here in L.A., like, the big thing right now is uh, Jackie Lacey the DA and what they're going to do with her. And I'm pretty sure a lot of like people didn't even know who she was or what she did. So, you know, just educating each other on 
who to run, who to vote for, and why we should vote for them, or what we can do if they do come into power. I don't know if I should even use it where if they do come into office or whatnot. Now, Jackie Lacey, that's your, um, that's the L.A. County um, District Attorney. Yeah. Yeah. She recently, um, she was just recently in the news um, a couple of months ago. If I'm not mistaken, I think some protesters came out to her house, and I think her mm-hmm. husband was like, showed a gun or branched a, a gun to the protesters. It was like Black Lives Matter were in that as well. Um I guess it's difficult to say it's racism because she is black, but I wonder how that is going to play out. I wonder if if she is willing to seek the reforms within the police department, could that negate the things that they were protesting about in passing? I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. Um, you know, even though I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, I I still have love and my heart is in Los Angeles and you you just want to keep up with what's going on in that city. Um, and I think places like Atlanta, Chicago, New York City, um, Los Angeles, they become the litmus test for a lot of things that are moving on in society. So yeah, those are always. things I kind of pay attention to. Yeah, always big. Yeah, always big. Cause those are, I think those are like, what do you? I think what they call them, like the um, when you're doing marketing and stuff, those are like the major markets. Whatever yeah. they're doing, that's what the yeah. that's what either the 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 rest of the country is doing, or I think sometimes the world is doing. I think. Yes, um, I definitely know within the nation when there were things that I was doing in the music industry when we were trying to push. Um, a certain target, a certain kind of agenda for an artist. Um, we tried those bigger cities um, on a, as far as a national campaign was concerned. Mm-hmm. Of course, all the other cities like uh, Birmingham or Memphis or Tulsa, uh, Phoenix, those were also good places to try something. But when you're looking something at mega level. Yeah, Atlanta, yeah. New York, Chicago, Atlanta. Los Angeles, Detroit. Yes. No, not Detroit. Mm. Detroit went through a huge overhaul. I mean, it got to a point where Detroit was at almost fifty percent unemployment rate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was tough. It was, it was real, and that wasn't That's long rough. ago. We're talking about within the last five years. Uh, wow. But definitely a city that I would I would look at um, as far as uh, my second tier of activity is going on. Yeah, you still want to keep them in um, Detroit, D.C., uh, Miami, uh, uh, San Francisco would probably be another city that I would start to look at for my second tier. Um, I guess we can say change is coming. Um, yeah, I think 
um, I think change is definitely coming. And then as we embrace for that impact, we also still have to wonder whether or not people are going to accept it. Yeah. Um, and then the whole uh, defunding the police and how was that, how are those funds going to be reallocated to different branches of the uh, the government, if that. And hopefully those that funding goes back into uh, education and health care. I, I think that's a proper way to allocate it. Um, if I'm a mayor of a city, um, I would put that towards maybe oh, like a, a community review board. If I had to take, if I had to take a defunding, and like I said, and defunding is basically making smaller the roles and responsibilities of a police department or an enforcement agency. It's not just taking away of money. Um, but for example, if if a police officer is called out to a scene where there is a uh, mental health issue that's going on, well, maybe the police department might not be equipped for that. Um, so we might say, okay, let's make sure that we have a designated offer from, you know, health and human services come out to investigate that particular situation. Uh, um, something as crazy as, um, um, a cat, you know, getting loose and being stuck in a tree. Well, maybe that might not be the police department's role and responsibility. Right. Um, that, that, you know, uh, that may fall upon someone else. Um, that um, that is one of the things that I would start to um, start to kind of look at, right? Um, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if maybe even if uh, they might reallocate it towards uh, the mental, like county mental health and uh, like I was saying, education. I can't think of anything else. But one scary thought is, like, now that we have AI, are we going to be putting money into AI law enforcement? Because <laughs> labor is cheap. They don't complain about anything. Um, there was a piece of technology where um, there was a piece of technology and it was attached to a police car. So let's say, for instance, you were being pulled over for a speeding infraction. Um, there's this robotic arm that would extend out to the police car and it would go directly upon the other uh, vehicle. And then there would be a okay. camera, like a, a screen, <coughs> that would show the police officer. And the police officer never gets out of his or her car. And then wow. there's a tray... There's a tray where the the driver would put in the driver's license and the registration or, or, what, or insurance, and then they would retract back to the police car. The police officer would take it um, and either it's going to issue out a ticket or, or whatever or just let them off with a warning, but the police officer never got out of the car. I thought it was an amazing piece of technology, 
I don't know which police departments were willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. But if if we're trying to eliminate the fear, um, police anxiety towards the the potential driver, if the driver's anxiety towards being pulled over by police, well, maybe that might be an option. Okay. Since you brought up the idea of AI. Not necessarily AI, but it is AI-ish. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Gonna, I mean, um, start building, start building RoboCops. <laughs> right, right, and it's like all of these movies that came out in the past. It's like, um, is this the way of the future now? Yeah. You know people looking at the imaginations of those things and saying, ah, we can do that. So, So, yeah, so back to the resistance of the social injustice, I just believe that uh, the people, you know, like I said, it's it's just an emotional outburst for them not wanting to change and just liking things how they were but not necessarily knowing what they are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and but you know, it's like we're all grown children, you know. Some of us more so than others. So they like start doing just crazy stuff. Like you got the the FedEx guy that was mocking the George Floyd incident in front of his front yard, and then he got suspended. And then you got the seventy five year old, the guy. Apparently he was like some whatever inside agent thing or whatever, but he got knocked out and you know got a concussion. He blood coming out of his ear and stuff like that, you know. But he, uh, he wasn't yeah. seventy five years old. You gotta knock the he old like you gotta really knock him down. You you gotta do that to Papa. You ain't gotta do that to him. You know? No, not to Papa. You you know what I'm saying? You just tell him like, hey man, just back off. Just you know. Might want to back off. It's not good for you. It's not a good. It ain't good for you, bro. You might not want to do that. You ain't got to. You ain't got to knock him down and like you know, hurt him to where he almost dies. That's that's not cool. Dude, I saw that video. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then you know, you mentioned the people just driving into people like. When did that happen? Like, when did that become a thing to do? Like, that, that's what's hot in the streets? Like, that's what we're doing? Let's run some people over. Well, that's what the 2000s, some folks. That's, that's what we're doing. David Carradine. Well, that's... <laughs> well, um... 20,000 20, points per person. Like, what? Really? Did you, did you just put points on it? Man. What are we doing? That's crazy. Why? When was that okay? And what are you getting from it? Where where are we getting from these things, from doing this stuff? Nothing. Well. Because then somebody's got to go to jail. Somebody's got to find a lawyer. Then it just becomes expensive. Expensive, stupid mistakes because you decide to get emotional. As opposed to using your brain. And being like, yo, I ought to figure out, like, how to work this new situation that we got here or whatever. I know, bro. Um, I find it intense. I find it very, very intense. 
Um, um, the guy in Seattle that reminds me um, of the guy a couple of years ago um, where there was a protest and um, the woman was uh, ran over and killed. I don't know. Um, Heather Heiger. Um, that was, um, that was huge. Like I'm going to drive my car into a protest. Wait, I also want to let you know when you look at that situation, um, the the gentleman who was uh, captured doing that, the police didn't fire guns at him. He was taken into custody without a fi- uh, shot being fired. Yeah. Um, just you know, just just to let you know how unbalanced that is. Yeah, it's just, you know, um, equal treatment of people, and it's 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 so complicated. It's like a Pandora's box of like things. That's why I think a lot of people don't want to like get involved because it causes like this really weird level of cognitive dissonance. You're just like uh, I, don't, I don't know, like if, once you find this out, then this is that, and then you get so wrapped up in it, you're just like, damn, what now? What do I do? What what do I do in all this? Um, my response to that is voicing opinion. Um, it also requires for us to listen to other opinions. Um, uh-huh. When I made a post, I made a post um, about Candace um, Owens um, a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. There's, and then and, there's that, and that's her talking. Right. And, and bro, it's the there were a lot of people who were on board with what I said. There were some people who were saying, "Well, why are you even giving her breath?" And and I said that in my original statement. It's not that I'm raising her up to be this, um, you know, this voice of black people or some black people. It was just that I wanted to expose what her what her angle is. And right. so many times we, we we get so yeah, we get caught up in our emotional side to a situation and you turn everything else off. If whatever you're right. thinking or whatever it is you believe in, you turn it off, well we're just as bad as the next person. Right. So you just, I mean, just think about, think, like, take a non-biased view. That's how a lot of things need to be taught. Take a non-biased view of looking at all the data, right? And then look right. at the pros and cons of everything and then make a better decision based upon that. Don't just make a snap decision because of the first thing you hear. That's, that's right. how they get anybody anywhere. And no one wins. And No one. It, it feels like... Yeah, no one wins. Everybody loses, as opposed to us finding like mutual compromises and sides where we can work together in certain areas. Because we're not going to agree on everything. Let's just like get that out the way. We're not going to agree on everything, but we can find points in which we can come to some type of like agreement upon. You know, and maybe and maybe those are the bigger issues versus like the little things. Like you know. Somebody may not like you because, uh, you know, you fold 
you throw trash bags wrong. But you're a good person, so God, God just <laughs> cut you out because of whatever, right? You're a good person, right. but can we, what, are you willing to work with me? Right. Uh, loading trash bags. Oh, my God. We so you really did some role reversal. Yeah, so it's like, you know, people just got like, you know, don't think of things on the, like, you know, the micro level. Like, when, when I think that's the, that's a lot of the problems. Even, like, even now, like, after the internet, like, we become the, uh, what is that, what is that phrase that a lot of the comedians and people are saying? The, uh, the it's the snap society or the, the cutoff society. Like, as soon as you hear something, you just, like, no. As opposed to, like, looking at the whole picture and then making the decision. So we just slow down. Like, just slow down and just think, consider what's going on first and then make a decision. Right. I think that things would be, like, you know, it'd be a lot smoother and a lot different. But, you know, that's just me. I agree. I'm just one guy. I'm one dude. Well, and that's, you I, know, I agree with you, too. So it's two of us. Yeah. I know, but I'm not. I'm not saying like people should like cut off their emotions or anything like that. But I'm saying it's just like just reel, reel it in a little bit first. Listen, mm-hmm. and then based upon your experiences, measure it out, and then you know come back with some with a counterpoint, and then you know figure out what y'all need to do next. Some type of mutual compromise if that person is worth it. If not, then right. you know go on about your business. <laughs> Go on about your business. Go on about your business. Go on about your business. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And I agree, bro. Um, but I think we're probably more level-headed than most, um, yeah. which is kind of our um, gift, um, per se. We we tend to um, see things in a much more rational light than most, and I think that is what is advantageous to us. Um, and that's just being, you know, will not bring just right. But we I, hope I, I that others hope that take our model. But I hope that it's not you know, because of like you know stuff that we learned that's keeping us or <coughs> repressing like anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whether it's whether it's religion or uh, you know military stuff or teachings or whatever. But I just think that it just it needs to be. A little bit of consideration needs to be given. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the, mm-hmm. one of the one of the one of the good readings. Like you know, if you're not a very religious person, it's just taking some of the readings of Seneca, you know, on Stoicism and like you know, kind of just understanding them, and then kind of like you know, try it, try a little bit of it. You'll see that your life is a lot different, and you'll be a lot happier probably. I mean, that's what I hear. Um, yeah, word on the street has it, right? Yeah, that, um, I heard it from a friend. A friend of mine told me. Well, a song about yeah, it. Like, yeah, here, yeah. here you go. <laughs> yeah. Want to hear it? Here you go. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. But um, for those who are listening, um, one of the things that I want to want people to take away from this show segment is simply understanding that your thoughts are not necessarily the right thoughts. 
engage with someone who may not necessarily share your views, listen to them, allow them to listen to you so that maybe, just maybe, you could come to some kind of um, understanding of one another. Um, I think that's important in a civilized society. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we'll push the envelope further. Yeah. What about you, right, man? Um, I would say, I would say, what would I say? I'm sorry. Um, kind of like lost my thought. Uh, kind of, kind of, kind of right on what you're saying. I would just say, you know, with the whole social injustices and people just misunderstanding, I think we need to go back to. I don't know if it's going back to basics, just trying to take the time to listen to one another and consider what's going on based upon each other's experiences or trying to learn and understand each other's experiences and making choices based upon that as opposed to just going ahead and making irrational snap snap decisions. And I know, and I and I, I just got a thing from our producer, like somebody on here is, is t- saying that we're jumping all over the place, but I don't know what part of it that we missed. Um, I think we did hit on social injustice and why. I hope that mm-hmm. we did, and if not, then they can, you know, they can write to us or whatever and tell us. But I think that it just comes down to just taking the time to listen and and consider other people's experiences empathetically. Right. And then, you know, making a decision based upon that. Like, don't make snap, decision, snap decisions because that's when, like, everybody loses. You're not going to win everybody. because you lose, you lose from, like, uh, a very good human experience from another person's perspective, and you mm-hmm. lose by not growing as a human being from that. That part. So I, I just think that that's uh, just just giving that consideration, and like you know, try not to you know go out there and just hurt people just because you can or you think that it's cool or you taking advantage of a situation like, oh shit, it's a demonstration, let's go blow some shit up and like break shit. And it's really we don't need to do that. We don't. No. Uh. Uh-uh. You know Man. what I'm saying? Man. I'm sure. A nice bubble bath and some scented candles. We're gonna yeah. be okay. There's other there's forms for that. We don't we don't need to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you if know. somebody starts shooting bows and arrows and running over your grandfather or running over your kids and family, like it's gonna be a whole different world. It's a whole different one. And nobody I wanna bring to. um I wanna bring um attention to my man Joyner Lucas. He has a video out called I'm Not Racist. Um mm-hmm. I want everyone to check that out. It's a pretty good video, and I want you to see it from beginning to end. Um, It's a very interesting perspective where you have two different sides, two different views, and then there's uh, an aha moment in the video, and I want you all to check it out. Again, it's Joyner Lucas. 
And the song is called I'm Not Racist. Is it on YouTube? Is it out on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, man. So maybe oh, we could uh, add the link at the bottom in the comments. Like, maybe we'll add that yeah, the, in the comments. And then, you know, people can just, yeah. like, click on it or whatever. And okay. we can just, we just go from there. So, yeah, so that's that's all I got. And, I mean, that's, what I made that's all I got. And I would say uh, read the books. Uh, what was the book? I forgot what the book was called. Uh, New... New Slavery. I forget what it was called. Oh, no. Huh? Oh, yeah. Worse Than Slavery. Yes, Worse Than Slavery. Order from Amazon. It's a really, really good book. Um, And, you know, I'll add another one. Um, uh, There's another one called The Birth Dearth. Uh, It's expensive on Amazon. You might have to find it through another bookseller. I want to check that out on stuff that's going on and check out. Huh? What was it called? Talks about mm, okay. eugenics and all kind of stuff like that. And, you know, look at okay. and listen to some of the stuff that uh, Jane Elliott is saying. And Melina Abdullah, she's head over the Black Lives Matter organization. And, you know, I'll leave you guys with that. And then, you know, and there it is. from there. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, and so we out. safe out there. Don't forget, don't forget the COVID is still out there, so wear your mask Man. and hand sanitizers and all that stuff. And uh, keep Stay your family safe. And, uh, that's, that's all I got. And then until uh, tomorrow, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna double down on episodes. We got a special guest. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking to you guys then. <laughs> and there it is. Peace. And we out. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.